0: Cine Kittens and Cine Cats Once again, we're going to spin some celluloid and blow your mind It's the Greg Proops Film Club And tonight, the 1993 classic by Harold Ramos starring Bill Murray, Groundhog Day uh, It's going to be fun I don't know where you can steal a copy or where there's a free one available If anyone can hit me to that before we show this, I would be grateful most And then we can all watch it for free But I'm guessing someone put it on YouTube in the whole version Does anyone know? Good, I didn't have time for a question and answer session Once again we convene the Greg Proof Film Club To examine, re-examine and otherwise uh, uh, Worship at the altar of the celluloid screen Splash so evocatively behind me here While the lighting changes ever so subtly Either that or my Molly has just kicked in Either that or I'm so old and I take Molly that I am that guy I take it mostly for experimental purposes at this point I felt a sudden change come over me and the show go from a humorous show to one of unbelievable... People were crouching as if they were invisible. (laughs) The very texture of the evening became lavender. (laughs) Fairfax shone. The smell of pastrami and tennis shoes wafting up in the dusk. (laughs) For this was a night of the Greg Proops Film Club here at the Family, where... It is 1,005 Los Angeles degrees outside. It's so hot, Kirk Douglas melted on Dolly Parton during a Pat McCormick joke from 1974. Okay, that's how fucking hot it is today. Burbank smells like a tire. It's a bummer. If you had to be on the 405, for the people who are living outside, and with the sound of my voice, how can you hear me? For the people who don't live in the Holly Rock area Which is a lot of the people who download the show uh, The 405 is a freeway here But we refer to our freeways by names and numbers we don't, It's not a casual relationship in Los Angeles It's an intimate relationship And each name and each number externalizes And at the same time hideously uh, uh, Revisits every uh, channel of shame in your body And all the anger that you possess Because someone will go I gotta get on the 405 And the other person Will look at them and go It's fucking 615 man And the mood changes Because you know What's coming And it's not pretty My darlings It's not Fucking pretty No amount of Smooth jazz on the wave Yeah You can You can try to Matheny all you like That shit's gonna Fall dead You can Spyro Gyro me and Jeff Osborne me. You can Chardet this bitch. It's going to hurt. There's no lubrication for the 405. Why? Because it is the worst thing God has made. The turn through Westwood with the indecipherable, bizarre, early 70s Holiday Inn with no sign on it. To prove that they've got taste and savoir-faire is one of the biggest turnings psychologically you make in L.A. Because what's after that, it's all up to you. The northern side of that area, there's no fucking law. Catch-as-catch-can, Saddle Creek Lodge and whatnot. I fucking beat the shit out of an elk with my car, and then I ate it. You get into the Westwood area, all of a sudden, paradigm shift. Exactly. Do I get ice cream at a Persian place or do I go to UCLA and revisit why I hated this neighborhood before? <laughs> and I don't mean because of Persian people, I just mean the neighborhood around UCLA, which, in my experience in LA, which is unbelievably vast. Uh, I think you'll find Roddy McDowell used to take pictures of me studying with. I'm having insane tintinabulation right now. The sensation where a giant piercing noise takes over one of your ears and consumes the fiber of your attention is happening to me as I speak. I can see you, but all I hear is a horrible high pitched squeal like from a 1961 Outer Limits episode. By all rights, you should just be a giant eye coming toward me with a stalk. But you sentient and you contain the sum total knowledge of the universe And therefore I'd like to interview you But I can't because you're going to be destroyed by a culture that doesn't care anymore They're barbarous (laughs) It's the plot of one of the episodes and that's what should have happened I just heard that high squealing noise I usually don't share that with audiences while I'm talking But it came on so suddenly and was of so profound a nature That at one point I had a novelistic I can't hear myself talking over (laughs) over the volume of the squeal Which is not something I experience that often I I was a shrew terminator for a while And I got used to high-pitched squeals Blocking out my very thoughts I mean, you get over that, right? First six weeks are kind of rough Your diary gets filled Pictures, remembrances Fucking tickets, whatever Selfies with the shrews Selfies with the shrews Porn a little for some dead fucking marsupes (laughs) or whatever the fuck shrews are whatever phylum they dwell in shrews, they're sneaky that's the thing I don't trust about nature explain that, right? like, you can go like, oh a dog, whatnot, okay it's gonna get on me and hump me and and be dirty and shit and the owner's gonna go, he's called musky and you're like, yeah Uh, but with shrews, like, you don't know where they're coming from it's a roll of the dice How often does this come up in your life, Greg? Well As I say, when I was a shoe Terminator It was a kind of a daily thing It's tailed off lately As has the premise of this next humorous event I'm joking, of course uh, I'd like to remind you that I'm joking By saying that I'm joking Just to keep the thought that something funny Might happen in the next few moments They've provided me with ice up here, which is very kind. It's ext- what I wanted to do was some uh, specific Hollywood bitching tonight, because in other places, in other places we don't boom, 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 bom, boom, boom, boom. boom, 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 boom boom! And then it goes The dawn of man I, I'm a pretentious dude But I don't know if I would have the cojones To start a movie by playing Also Sprock Zarathustra then cutting to the Serengeti and flashing up on the screen the dawn of man (laughs) Um, where's the story start? before human imagining there were no humans there was no imagining that's when the story starts that's how pretentious I am I'm creating the world for you to start the movie how's I grab you? hominid that's why I love that one people bitch about it my wife Jennifer and I have this argument all the time I don't think you look at Kubrick as like uh, you know he's not a warm wonderful it's not Capra okay calm down it's like what if Peter Greenaway read better books you know I'd like to apologize uh, for the person who just told that last joke It's very rare that you see a a joke crawl up its own ass and die. But that one actually did. You saw something pretty weird tonight. I've let you into some kind of hermetic secrets that uh, my cult doesn't usually let civilians uh, be privy to. What was it you were going to complain about, Greg? Well, it's this. It's warm outside in L.A., but it's uncomfortably warm. It's Indian summer here, as we say, if we can still use that expression. Uh, It's uh, Negro latitudes. (laughs) Does that make it more, you know? It's, hey, Gino, When the baking dun zang bang, poof for my heart, and king. And then, I'm schwitzing, right? It's every race comes together to bitch about the weather here in LA because the weather's perfect, let's be honest. It doesn't rain anymore, it hasn't for ages. Ever since we elected Jerry Brown, uh, God is mad at us. Yeah. God loves Schwarzenegger. Uh, When you read the Bible, um, chapter uh, 6, quotation 4, article 5, it says, uh, And yea, though the predator shall remain awesome, weathers of Carl from helicopter's furl, so shall ye, saith I, and as a warning, take this. Into the woods venture not alone, for the predator shall not be seen by the eye human <laughs> Then you elect Jerry Brown. Fucking doesn't rain no more, nothing. Uh, so that's nice. And you can say, oh, I wish it would rain. Uh, well, one, you'd be in The Temptations. But two, <laughs> how I wish that it would rain. Um, The uh, second thing you would be is uh, ungrateful, Um, because there's people who live, I don't know if you're aware of this, in the Midwest. Now, they often live here, they've moved here, some of them are listening to the show right now, and if you're listening in Terre Haute, Indiana, thank you for listening. Um, What's it like to be the only gay French person in your town? Up Uh, And in the Midwest, it's humid. Uh, I don't know what the weather's like now, but, like, I'm going to uh, uh, North Carolina, which is uh, in the uh, Carolina group of areas. And, uh, you know, there's an incredibly uh, non-cinematic fact that I'd like to lay on all y'all now. Uh, There's several states in this uh, country that are named after kings. You lost us at there are several states, but go on. (laughs) North Carolina and South Carolina are named after one of the kings and I don't know which one because I don't know what the Carolinian dynasty was so if there's any yeah, that that cough that I just heard in the back told me more about comedy <laughs> than a double bill of the Garden of the Finzi Continis and Shoah back to back with yeah That was the cough in the middle of the passenger where the audience grows uneasy. (laughs) That was the cough when you're at the off-Broadway show and a guy comes out, you know, dressed backwards as a a turnip or whatever, and you're like, wow. (laughs) Someone in the audience will go... Uh, And so the weather's perfect here It's about 70 degrees every day Today it's probably not It's probably like 89 or 91 I don't even know what the fuck it is What what, what is it? Oh, see uh, We we pretend we're not In England You can't not discuss the weather No matter who you're talking to At any point in your life, okay? There is only one topic in England Uh, Oh, look, there's a dead uh, person Burning in the street Oh, fucking warm today, isn't it? Like, you know, that's that's all Fucking pissing Pissing Bastard Bastard Pissing Three fucking days Bastard That's it And everybody Has a bad accent They don't even sound Like English people Uh, in California we like to pretend we don't do that we fill our conversations with things like uh, I was doing this thing about me that I was thinking about that I was going to do that I did and uh, then I was thinking about this thing I was going to write and I was talking about this other guy that helped me write this thing before that we were going to do that I was starring in and then I asked these other people and so anyway uh, I got to oh wait a minute I got to take this Uh, that's we're pretty big on you know uh, keeping it moving and uh, yeah To complain about the weather here, uh, the weather is astounding every day. It's, so it's 100 today. Every, someone just chimed in. Oh no, it was 100. Someone else. 98. We got bidding going on. <laughs> uh, have you ever been in New York in the summertime? My friend, uh, my late friend Sam Johnson, described it perfectly. A boiling toilet. Like New York, <laughs> New York in the summertime is creepy. You know what I mean? There's mystery moisture, there's bats. Uh, there's, there's rats the size of terriers that aren't like, will fucking Spencer Tracy, like in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it's, fu- it's funny now. It's funny now. I got to go in the restaurant. All right. When I come out, I don't want to see you. No. You know, it's freaky. LA doesn't have that. We have rats. Don't get me wrong. They live in the tree. And uh, they live in the telephone pole and they, Well, they don't live in a telephone pole But sometimes at night They're silhouetted against the moon As they trot glee, gleefully through the night here uh, But it's, it's, we, we have it perfect If you lived in um, uh, What's that place called? so Minne, um, uh, Minneapolis It's not comfortable there in the summer And the people wear shorts And they haven't been out And the blinding sun <laughs> striking their pale bodies is a shocking optic display that leaves one at once bedazzled and uh, blinded by unbelievable extraordinary like you the Alps aren't this white. <laughs> it's harsh. it's like IMAX presents. You know, albino goat pelt. Which is the name of my next comedy album. And after the first joke, no one laughs. Someone just goes. We're gonna see a movie, right? Yeah, we are. Really, really soon. Nineteen ninety three was an astounding an astounding year for movies. Uh If you remember 1993, it was it was quite a good year. I I don't know. There's you know, I don't presume that everyone is uh, objectively ignorant of every picture that I show. But you have to remember, there's a 13 year old in a blanket fort listening to this, and uh, uh, then they're going to show the movie on their handheld device or or tablet. Uh, and because they're thirteen, they'll be able to call up the internet from Malaysia, and you know what I mean. Like, and, and tap into some fucking grand What's the city in America? Chattanooga has the fastest internet. Chattanooga has like Helsinki internet for no reason. Yeah, Chattanooga. It's like fuck Chattanooga. Let's go. That mm. <laughs> <laughs> would be awesome. They say you two two hour movie and what was it? Three minutes? Three minutes. A two hour movie downloaded. I know, right? All of a sudden you're like, I could go there for a weekend. <laughs> Pitch up at a hotel, get some bourbon and whatnot, right? Out on the balcony smoking a hoofer, fucking just downloading movies into your, for like a year. Other people have given you their computers, you've got them in a bag, right? You're just doing it, like in one, and then they call your room. There's a fizzing noise and a horrible toast smell coming from 504. Think nothing of it, my darling. Here's an extra $20, go put yourself through Chattanooga Junior College. I'll be down at the soda pop machine. I hope there's some more Dr. Nut down there. The ice machine seems to be malfunctioning because there's no more electricity in the building. Uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, that's the one we're watching. That came out this year. Uh, The Fugitive. I fucking love The Fugitive. The scene where he has a beard and then he shaves it and then he looks like Harrison Ford. That's a great disguise. You're gonna look like The most famous movie star In the world <laughs> And no one is going To recognize you Because you used to have A fucking scruff Of Ganawafanakis <laughs> And then all of a sudden You weren't You were like Just clean cut and shit Also that one has Jerome Krabbe. And if you know, for those who are In the Jerome Crabay Nanette Fabray Fan club Jerome Krabbe Is a Dutch actor Who speaks With a very slight Dutch accent But he's the bad guy In that movie He's the one He's like the evil doctor yeah, the fugitive has the weirdest bad guys. Like, the one arm guy, I dig it, but like an evil doctor who wants to sell drugs to a pharmaceutical company. It's a very good villain now that I reassess it. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones yells more orders in that movie than the fucking chief waitress at Denny's has in her entire lifetime. <laughs> Oblique orders. Everybody lay on the ground! Put your hand behind your back and hum gently. I want this entire road cordoned off to everyone named Doug within a five kilometer radius. I want the, everyone named Tony in the Boston area to have clam chowder right now. We'll find out who's allergic to this and then I'll have my man. No, he won't. The piano. That was, I loved the piano. I haven't seen it since then. I don't think I've ever seen it again. Do they ever show it on TV? What about the Paquin channel? Remember when that launched? People were like, there's going to be day and night Paquin. And then you were like, I can't pack enough One." And, and their slogan was, you know, don't, come along empty because we'll, we'll fucking pack one. And uh, then that just fizzed. Schindler's List, hilarious. We're in the comedy section now. Un Cours d'Iver, that was a really good movie with Daniel LaToy. Uh, uh, Wayne's World 2. Uh, no, I know, see? I know you people. I know your fucking weakness, and for that you must be punished. I know that a lot of you thought Wayne's World 2 is better than Wayne's World No, no one did, but you did. Here's some that I thought were really good. Carlito's Way. Yeah, also Jurassic Park came out that year. And Sleepless in Seattle really that surprises me but I love it alright I'm gonna hit you with two more and then we're gonna fucking watch this thing Leprechaun and uh yeah I'm, I'm for Leprechaun too I, I t- and I don't mean Leprechaun too I mean I'm I as well for Leprechaun am for Leprechaun me good too yes with you I don't I don't mean Leprechaun too although Leprechaun too is cracky good I'm saying original Leps not fucking deaf Leps and then Adam's Family Values, which I much fucking prefer. Much prefer to the first one. The first one's a little boring, kind of all over the yard. The second one has the torture scene, and it was really good. It has the greatest scene in American uh, children's movie history where they, t- they camp. For too long, our people have been oppressed by the evil of the white settler and the greed that knows no bounds. That is fucking good shit. I thought I saw Christina Ricci today. And it's not just like a Steely Dan lyric. I'm saying it. Right? Because it would be like, wouldn't it? I thought I saw Christina Ricci today. But it was just her image. About Harold Ramis, and this is what tonight's all about Harold Ramis is a beautiful person He gave so much and was so very Genuinely funny His uh, pictures stand up against uh, a lot of people's And uh, this is his, I think, most How do you put it? Well-rounded, thought out, uh, sensitive uh, Epic, timeless uh, And uh, I don't know that it's, it's fair to, For us to pick it out, but fuck it, we're fans So I'm picking it out uh, it, He made a lot of funny movies, but I think this one Is the roundest uh, and uh, it also includes existentialism and philosophy, and that's a very tough fucking sell for a movie. And it's done with such grace, aplomb, ease, humor, edge, and fucking forthrightness that you forget how uh, clever this goddamn thing is. I'm not going to go too into that, but what I want to say is this about Harold Ramis: he wrote uh, for SCTV, and he was their chief writer, which is my favorite sketch show of all time. And has, I think, you know, with Martin Short and uh, yeah, Rick Moranis, and uh, Catherine O'Hara, they're all superb. John Candy, whatnot. They offered him a gig at SNL and he didn't take it. Instead, he came and he wrote uh, Caddyshack and Stripes and Oh Fuck Yeah. So for Harold Ramis, I got a big heart on because he did something that no one would do because he wanted to be really, really funny. And he wrote uh, uh, Ghostbusters, I mean, with other people he collaborated. In any case, we get to this picture. And uh, here's one thing I wanted to read about him. Uh, There's a very good piece by Tad Friend from The New Yorker from 10 years ago. Uh, the, uh, The screenwriter Dennis Klein told me, Sloppiness is a key part of improv, and Harold brought that to Hollywood. Rescuing comedies from their smooth, polite perfection. The secret of American commercial success is to hijack a subculture and ransom it to the mainstream. Uh, Harold Ramis did for Attitude. He mass-marketed the 60s to the 70s and 80s. He wised it up. Um, I think that part's beautiful. And also, he seemed to be uh, a most intelligent, intuitive person. And his collaboration with Bill Murray uh, is fantastic. And this movie... uh, is the uh, The culmination I think really Of Danny Rubin And uh, Harold Ramis Who worked on this picture And fixed uh, what, The original um, Plot I think they both well, Let's not Let's not spoil anything Let's watch this fucking movie But let me just say this About Harold Ramis Before we go He he was schooled in improv But he was a superb writer He was very funny on his own But he knew enough uh, To support And uh, be generous With some of the greatest comics Of all time And give them some of their best uh, Their best roles He he wrote And he directed Bill uh, What was it Analyze this And analyze that Uh, Harold Ramis did a lot of pictures uh, uh, And I think he is uh, Amazingly successful But in this one He manages to do something That's uh, very difficult To do in a comedy movie It It's moving and not soppy, and it's as funny as a goddamn Marx Brothers movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, This movie clicks on every level and deserves to be rated as one of the greatest American comedies of all time uh, with whatever list you're putting together. And it's because it's the perfect mixture of uh, Bill Murray as the uh, cast uh, astoundingly well uh, with the melancholy and the bluster, the anger, and then... uh, um, There's redemption, but there's no sauce, if you know what I mean. So, uh, let's sit down together and enjoy a Groundhog Day from 1993. Thank you. Not that fucking song again. There is some early 90s dreck in this that's awesome. What a picture, huh, ladies and gentlemen? I'm so happy to have showed it. It's... Without being a dick, I kind of feel like it's the wonderful life of after. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a wonderful life gets a lot of play, but this is really uh, answers the question of it's a wonderful life. And uh, uh, Bill Murray is uh, off the deep end. No one gets a fucking Oscar? How, what's a, what has a person got to do in this town? That's all I ask. I remember when the movie came out. Okay, it was up against Schindler's List. Apples and fucking figs. You know what I'm saying? First of all, which movie's funnier? No fucking contest. <laughs> which movie did you feel better at the end of? Okay. Uh, I, I, just, uh, I just adore this picture. And, I, you know, the, the, the song in the beginning, when they're driving into the town at the top of the movie, if anyone remembers that, it's kind of a rhythm and blues, I'm your man kind of song. It's fucking ghastly. <laughs> It's beyond ghastly. It's like at the Captain Ron level of soundtrack at that point. And then, having said that, there's two magnificent musical sequences in it. One, when they're in the snow, and he hasn't got over on her yet, but he hasn't figured out that he's not going to die and dead it up. And they play uh, You Don't Know Me by Ray Charles and they're dancing in the gazebo. That is uh, like the scene in The Producers where the fountain goes off and I'll do it. I want everything I've ever seen in the movies, right? It's so beautiful. And then at the very end, when they play Nat King Cole, what a day this has been. It's almost like being in love, right? Uh, they, they, they use Ray Charles in this movie or Harold Ramers or whoever chose the uh, song for the picture. It's not... Uh, Ray Charles and Van Morrison, as you know, are the refuge of the shitty screenwriting in this town. You get a fucking Ashley Judd movie with Hugh Jackman in it. They're going to throw a fucking, all of a sudden it's going to be like, She's sweet, stupid little honey. Like, no, you didn't have anything to say in this scene, so you played a Van Morrison song. That's what you fucking did. This movie breaks that rule and uh, actually uses Ray Charles to great effect uh, in that scene. Because you don't see it coming. You don't expect it and shit like that. The music that they're playing at the party at the end. Wow. And everyone in the movie goes like this when they dance. You have to know something about the early 90s. I was uh, seven when this came out. And the thing was... we had to wear a lot of vests uh, it was important to wear clothes that didn't fit well at all they had to be really baggy and hang all the way down to your ankles no matter what was happening uh, there was some super objectionable colors uh, her blue coat that she's wearing through the whole movie if your friend went out with you in that in LA at any point during your life in the net re- recent past she'd be like mm, mm, mm. you gotta go home and change Uh, the tie combo that he's wearing, and how many fucking Richard Gere and Summersbee colorless shirts as Bill Murray got in this fucking movie. The blue colorless one when he wakes up and you're like, is he in his jammies? Oh, no. He was actually wearing that. Those are my only quibbles with the whole movie. It's just a time capsule. But, you know, so is It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, There you are. Uh, We'll talk about it for just a second and then we'll go. I want to leave on a high note tonight and I really think this picture uh, is one of the... There's some comedies you watch and when they're over, you're like, whatever, that was really fun or whatever. Uh, This one, I think, actually, you start thinking about... The, your the, your own circumstances in your life And uh, and I think that's what's beautiful Without actually saying a carpe diem This movie made me a more positive Zen statement than any other fucking Hollywood comedy that's ever gone down It's a wonderful live at the end You're like right I get it everybody cries And the veteran brother comes home and Zuzu's pedals and all that And there really are angels uh, That's beautiful This movie there's no fucking angels Because we live in a world of existential dread Where the only terror is reliving the same fate Over and over again with no fucking of redemption or any fucking light at the end of the tunnel, which is he uh, 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 brings up the best questions of the whole movie. How many years? Right. Is it 10,000 years? Is it, how long would it take you to learn French and to ice sculpt <laughs> and to memorize all that fucking poetry and to play the piano like you're a fucking expert? How long would it take a while? Uh, wh- who's the idiot with the, the thing that t- says it's 10,000 hours? What is it? Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell This movie can suck Malcolm Glad This Malcolm Gladwell Can lay down a strip of gelatin And let this movie uh, Consume him Is what Malcolm Gladwell can do uh, On the other Podcast that I do that none of you guys ever Fucking listen to, I'm always Talking about uh, seizing the day And I really think that's the, this movie is The, the ultimate uh, uh, Messenger of that, uh, because uh, it's after he wants to kill himself a million... And how many times does he kill himself? It, when he sits down with him in the coffee shop, he says, I've been burned. We didn't get to see that one. Uh, and also stabbed. What did he do? Start a fight or something? It's like, awesome. Uh, the limitless imagination. Also, w- when he's in the CAD phase at the early days, it's two chicks, the one he meets in the coffee shop, and then somehow the blonde girl who he's made dresses a French maid <laughs> to, to, It's like the Maxim magazine idea to see Heidi too. And he goes, I've seen this movie a thousand times. And you're like, already you've seen this movie a thousand times? And my other favorite line is when they're throwing the cards in the hat and she goes, this is how you spend eternity? And you're like, yeah. That's how big a douchebag he is for the first million years of eternity. Uh, I, think, I think Harold Ramis said uh, There's like 40 changes in it But I think he said something like Yeah, it's a long time It's 10,000 You know, it's, a, it's forever It's forever That's what makes it so fucking good Because when she finally reaches across The audience And ha- getting to see it on the big screen I don't think I've ever I don't think we ever saw it in the movie theater I think this is the first time This movie in Point Break I'd never seen And they're almost the same movie Think about it <laughs> Fear causes hesitation, and hesitation causes your worst nightmares to come true. The, from the same uh, point breaks from a year after, it's that high water ninety three ninety four mark that we rode until Gwyneth won an Oscar, and then everything went to shit, and we all had to reevaluate our lives, and uh, <clears throat> Clinton got impeached, and uh, yeah, and then white people took back over, and then there was Katrina, and now we know where we are. This movie tried to staunch that tide as hard as any movie's ever tried. And that's all you can ask about a movie. Robert, are we going to talk to anybody? Does anyone want to chat about this? or We can we can go, but I'll, I'll open the floor. I'm sure someone has something cogent to say, more than I do. Hello, Lewis. I miss saying hi to you tonight. I don't know where you are. Nobody? Okay, all right. Class is over. Uh, we're back on October um, 6th. I think Hadrian changed it. It was October 8th, but... Um, uh, as you know the cine family is like npr and pbs and begs for money constantly to make sure the chairs are as uncomfortable as they are and so that was a joke you guys this is the only place in la <clears throat> that shows uh real to real we're on uh we show cinema here there's no uh, uh digital movies on a little box or on a device or anything like that no uh, no one was hurt uh in the indonesian archipelago in order to bring you a movie here tonight uh this is uh, celluloid, and afterwards we light them on fire and we roll them down behind the banana bungalow, <laughs> where every other Tuesday is psychopath open mic night, and you hear the strangest noises from that place of any place that you'll emanate from L.A. You do, like you'll hear a Swedish person chanting like and then everybody laughs and you're like, what is happening over there? Who laughs at Swedish chanting? We'll be back on October 6th And it, w- it might be I Married a Witch And it might be Young Frankenstein we're, we're fighting for A couple of different ones Yeah We decided not to go Scary last year Last year Jennifer picked Eyes Without a Face By Fran Chu Which is an extraordinary movie And yes it will be coming out On the Greg Proops Film Club Someone wrote today And said I hope it comes out Before Halloween That I don't know The new Greg Proops Film Club Is out now You can download it for free On iTunes or GregProops.com Or you can go to SoundCloud Which is my favorite one Because then you can Nip over to uh, the Paul Stanley There's an hour of Paul Stanley from Kiss doing crowd banter and it's maybe I don't know what you're doing with your day tomorrow like you probably have to work or whatever but really rather than work get up in the morning and do a shot of tequila and do a bong hit and go to the SoundCloud and just write in Paul Stanley crowd banter and Paul Stanley from Kiss you know who he is he's the one he has a TV show now with Gene Simmons where they have a football team or something it's the worst idea for a TV show Honey boo boo's funnier than what's gonna happen on the. You know what I'm saying? This is awful. This is a terrible moment in, in society. Uh, and, he, and, and on the Paul Stanley one, he goes, Well, all right! Head out to ride out for like an hour. But then you can download the new one uh, of the Greg Poops Home Club, which was the one we shared last month, The Man Who Would Be King, uh, at, uh, which is awesome, good fun, and has uh, Sean Connery and Michael uh, Kane. In any case, uh, we'll be back October 6th, possibly October 8th. Thank you very much for coming out tonight. You've been beautiful. My name has been Greg Poops. I wish you nothing but love. May every bell the rings for you be a cool Papa Bell. Good night, everybody.